Hello, hello! A warm welcome to Once More With Feelings. My name is Annika. I'm a certified feminine embodiment coach and so glad that you are tuning in today. In this podcast, we talk feeling all the feels and dig deep in what it means to feel fully alive and embodied. Grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, or if you are more like me, get your shoes on and ready for a walk, because here we go. Hello and welcome back. So as promised in this episode, I'll dive a little bit deeper into what embodiment actually is. It's really easy for me to forget that when I talk about embodiment, it doesn't necessarily mean anything to most people. So today I really want to take the time and explain it a bit more. But there is a disclaimer like right from the start because embodiment isn't really something to be understood intellectually. And I can explain this to you as much as I want, but it is the experience of it in your own body that will give it true meaning. So this is really just the disclaimer here that if after me going through all of the information that I think is quite important to have heard. It still doesn't make that much sense in your body. It really is a great idea to try and practice it and experience this in your own body for there to just feel it and to make sense of it within your whole being. So as a reminder, there are is a guided recorded embodiment practice you get access to if you subscribe to my letters from the heart they are my newsletter they go out every two weeks but you will obviously get access to the first guided embodiment practice instantly and then receive a new one each month so to try this to experience that in your own body i would highly recommend that you sign up for it and really just give this a go and experience it in your body. But let's get into the explanation of what embodiment is and see how much sense you can make of it without experiencing it in your own body. I mean, most simply, embodiment is inhabiting the self and experiencing that through the body, which makes total sense, right? Yeah? Great, okay. That'll be it for today then. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. Like, I don't think that definition makes really terribly much sense without unpacking it a bit more. Let's start with the self. The self refers to the truest version of ourselves. That most authentic version of who you are at the core. And this gets expressed through how you live your life, the decisions you make, the way you spend your time, the way you dress yourself, express yourself in other ways, and so much more. Do you really know what your truest version of yourself is? I mean, if you do, I celebrate that. That's amazing. But I have a question, like, why are you listening to this podcast? I am certainly still uncovering who my most authentic self is. And it is a daily practice of being more in my own body, of listening inwards more and ignoring all the outside noise as much as I can. It's been about dialing up my skill of noticing what goes on within me, what information there is to access and 
to use that to live as truly as I can. And it really is a practice. It is about finding new ways of being, changing a little bit how I dress. And it's very much an experimentation and experience and practice. So embodiment is a tool to do that, to uncover our authentic self, but it's also the way by which it gets expressed. For all of that to happen, we kind of need a way to experience what is going on then. And that's where the body is key. This is where it comes in. Because not only is the body the container through which the most authentic self can be expressed, but it is also the way to uncover it. And you're perfectly able to be embodied. You have all the ingredients. You have a body and you have that authentic self somewhere within you to uncover and to express. But the bad news, I guess, is that, like me, you are probably less embodied than you would like to be. And again, that's pretty normal, but that's why we're here, isn't it? Right, so... To make a little bit more sense of this, in the coaching training I've done with the School of Embodied Arts, we were sort of given four stages of skill associated with embodiment. And I just want to go through them sort of so you have an idea of where you are on an embodied sort of scale, even though like there's no perfect mastery to achieve. But here we go. So stage one is the unconsciously incompetent. So that basically means you are habitually disembodied and you don't actually know that you are disembodied. So I'm assuming most of you aren't at that stage anymore because otherwise you wouldn't be curious about learning more about embodiment. So stage two is probably where you find yourself. The consciously incompetent. So it means that you have noticed when you avoid feeling but you don't necessarily know what to do about it. That was me about a year and a half ago. And as I said, I'm guessing maybe a lot of you fall into that. So next comes stage three, the consciously competent. So you know the skill of feeling and embodiment, they exist and you are practicing it. If you have tried an embodiment practice from my newsletter, one of the guided ones, for example, then you will find yourself here. You have made that experience, your body has that information of what it feels like to feel into and embody what is going on within you. I also find myself at this stage and I really want to guide you with the work I do into this stage because this is where you begin to feel more alive, more present, and it is that foundation, that foundational skill from which to begin to create the life that feels like a full body, yes, that is aligned with your truth and your desires and allows you to uncover your authentic self, your true self. So from there you get to the last stage, the unconsciously competent, which is like that level of mastery it kind of means that embodiment is your habit. You don't need to practice it actively as much anymore, but you employ it automatically. And I think this is entirely, entirely possible to achieve, but I think it'll take time and patience. And there are, in my opinion, varying nuances to this because you won't always be embodied in the same way. Things happen and you'll be less embodied. You may be stressed at work, so you can't actually feel into all that stress. And that's fine. There's no need to be perfectly embodied because there is no 
perfectly embodied. And I really want to make sure that you understand that. We always are embodied in one way or another and the different stages kind of reflect that. It just means that we will be more consciously aware of what is going on the more embodied we are. And it also just means that everyone is equally capable of being more embodied and that there's no reason why becoming more embodied should be outside of your reach. But there's also no level of embodiment that you have to reach. It's just something that we keep growing familiar with as we practice and the depth of experience keeps increasing. Little by little we will be able to be embodied and use those skills and tools as a habit. So what stands in the way then? I think, especially in the Western world where I am from, we are unfortunately very disembodied and often habitually so, which means that the sensitivity to notice what goes on in the body is like really low. It's at stage one where you're so disembodied that you're not noticing anything, where you feel more numb or where sensations that you are experienced kind of feel dimmed. And the skill of sensitivity, which we need to be more embodied, is then sort of underdeveloped. So if you found yourself here and are interested in embodiment, it's probably because you have a niggling feeling that there is more to life than how you are currently living and experiencing it. So you might have found your way here because there's this desire for more, a desire to experience more, to feel more, to create more. And it also comes with a sense of emptiness. The question of, is this really it? Is, is this all there is of life? And Maybe even there is a sense of discomfort when you see other people who look like they are living a fuller life and that discomfort is it's just there but you don't really know what to do with it. So it doesn't really matter exactly what it is you notice, whether it's more of that discomfort or more of just a feeling of there should be more. What matters here is really to understand that when this plays out, that is your sensitivity. That is your sensitivity noticing something more subtle than joy or happiness or sadness. And it might even be that that something can't be fully expressed into words, but it's still there and you know it's there. And what is amazing about that is first of all, the skill that you have, the sensitivity that you have to notice something doesn't feel right. But even more so is that that is your starting point. That's the point from where you could dig deeper and begin your journey of embodiment. By welcoming the discomfort from living how you currently are living, you can like not only build and develop your sensitivity more, but begin to uncover more of your true self, your true desires, your dreams, priorities, and so much more. And this is why I am so excited that you are listening to this podcast. This is what lights me up. Embodiment is the tool to turn that niggling feeling into information and truth, to move you forwards from a place of connection and depth. And that is entirely possible for you. You have all that you need already within you, but you might need some support 
to develop that sensitivity. And that's why I do the work that I do. But let's go back to becoming more embodied. And as I said, becoming more embodied is absolutely possible. I am proof of that. I was so disembodied and unable to feel that I was even in physical discomfort from holding so many feelings down. But yeah, becoming more embodied is possible. But it might be more or less difficult to achieve because of who you are and what your lived experience is like. So there might be people for whom this will be really easy, quite instinctively done, but then there might be others with more resistance. And I'm saying resistance here deliberately because resistance does not mean inability. It just means that there are more layers and lived experiences that make the connection with your body more difficult. And in absolute truth, there is a lot, a lot of stuff stacked against us when it comes towards wanting a relationship with our body and allowing ourselves to lean into that wisdom that the body holds. Because in so many societies, the body is, first of all, simply forgotten. We have that narrative of mind over matter. On top of that, there are narratives around our bodies that make wanting a deeper relationship, a loving relationship with them, really difficult. So, for example, if your bodies don't meet certain beauty standards or are normally abled or just look a different way, like diverging from that slim white beauty standard that we hold in whatever shape or form, creating a relationship with a body is automatically more difficult because we have been taught to see and relate to our bodies from a place of shame or dislike or even hate in some cases. I certainly never saw my body as something loving or wise that would help me and support me in building the life I desired to live until I learned about embodiment. And even more so, our own experience and habits of avoiding painful feelings all gives information. It sets precedence for how we avoid being in our bodies. I don't want to go over this again in too much detail. There's episode two, which covers that. But we all make experiences in our lives where we feel darker emotions, which can feel uncomfortable and we try and avoid. In itself, that isn't bad. There are experiences where it is not safe to feel the full depths of certain painful emotions, but when that becomes a habit, the avoidance of these uncomfortable feelings, it becomes a problem because over time we, we limit our ability to feel more and more. We become numb, which is where most of us are starting from. I certainly was numb and unwilling or even unable to feel certain experiences, which in turn sort of created a sense of being stuck and eventually that deep desire for more, that niggling feeling. So overall then, depending on your lived experience, the challenges that you might face on your journey to being more embodied will vary. I think knowing here that there are societal narratives and beliefs that play into that on top of your lived experiences will have an impact on how easy embodiment will come to you. And I hope that knowing that really allows you to be compassionate on this journey towards being more embodied. And being more embodied, it doesn't make you a better person to be more embodied. I I think I just need to repeat that. I know I've already pointed this out, but like there is no gold standard or level of mastery that you have to achieve that will make your life easier or better or make you better. There is, yeah, there's no level of mastery that you need to achieve 
to build that life that you truly desire. By simply practicing, you are already opening yourself up to more of everything that you desire. Before I finish this episode, there's just one more thing I want to talk about in a bit more detail. Okay, going back to the start then, embodiment can be defined as inhabiting the full and true self through the body. So I talked about the true self, but I kind of just want to talk about the body in a bit more detail as well, other than the societal narratives that might make the uncovering your true self more tricky through your embodiment practice. But let's go into the body then. So in order to inhabit the full self, we need a way to experience and express it, which is the role of the body. And we do this on a few different levels or different bodies. Again, I've mentioned this before, but just a quick recap here now. So the four bodies that I'm referring to is the physical body. So our blood, our tissues, muscles and bones. The mental body, which are our thoughts, ideas, concepts that we have. The emotional body, which the states of our feelings, and then the energetic body, which includes not only the energy, but also things like archetypes and chakras. As I said, I've already covered this a little bit more in detail in a previous episodes, and you don't really need to know and name these different bodies, because in our daily life, these are all experienced as one. But I, I just thought it'll be interesting to sort of have that reference that there are different ways of experiencing the body. So how we experience the body is through the felt senses. And the felt senses are the tools which we experience the body. They allow us to notice all the textures, the sensations, the emotions, and so much more of the bodies. And this probably sounds a bit abstract and I don't know how much sense it makes, um, and that's fine. So explaining the felt senses is, it's like it's difficult because they are an experience that you need to have to kind of make sense of them. If you want a little more detail of them, it's episode three. Once you dive into actually practicing embodiment, the felt senses will make much more sense to you, as I explained right at the start of this episode. But let's just play around with this so you can have a little bit of an experience. So take a moment now and just notice how you feel. Like breathe in and breathe out and really take time to notice how your body shifts and moves as the air flows in and out. And then keep breathing and keep noticing. How does it feel to hold the body the way you are holding it right now? Is there tension in the body? Or is there softness and ease? And neither is right or wrong. And there might be something completely different that you are feeling. Just notice. And then notice what else is there. What energy do you find in your body? Are you tired? Restless? Excited? And then whatever it is that you find there, 
ask yourself, how can you make it louder? How do you need to breathe to hold or move your body to feel more of that energy? Take some time and move, breathe, really explore what feels alive. And then release your awareness. Come back to a normal breath. Come back to stillness. Congratulations, you just did embodiment and experienced your felt senses. You experienced your body through your felt senses and moved yourself closer towards your true self and the skill you need to forge that connection just by that simple little practice. How did it feel? I would love to know how that little experience was, that little bit of a taster of embodiment. Also, does it make more sense now that you've given yourself the experience of embodiment as a practice? I really hope so. <laughs> Explaining embodiment is hard. And for me, it's really hard to judge how well it was explained because it is something to be experienced. Feeling more in my body has given me answers I could not have found through thinking about them alone. It has given me like an access point towards the true self and a way for me to be able to find answers. And it's been, it's been a revelation. It's been such a different way of being in the world. And so much that didn't feel right for a very long time. And I mean, there are still quite a few things that I haven't figured out yet. But I've developed the tools and the capabilities to find the answers to what didn't feel right to uncover the changes I desired I needed to make and also been able to nourish and support myself through making those changes. And in all honesty, like my biggest hope is that you will too. If you desire more support to uncover your more, to deepen that intimacy with your body, please reach out send me an email if you have any questions. Sign up for my Letters from the Heart and receive an embodiment practice. There's a lot of support that you can get through that, through the newsletter as well. But if you want other support, I currently have open coaching spots and I would love to work with you and support you in connecting with your true self and learn how to express it through your body. This is what lights me up. This is the work I so deeply desire to do and bring into this world. So yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for your curiosity about doing things differently. This is it for this week. I hope you enjoyed it and please do reach out. Let me know how embodiment feels in your body, what difficulties you might encounter. I would love to hear from you. You can email me at hello at annikavolk.com or you can just send me a DM if you follow me on Instagram. All the details um, are in the description for this episode. So... Yeah, thank you again for listening and another episode will be out next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode 
and if you have a moment I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review or a rating wherever you listen to your podcast it can help people discover this podcast and would mean a lot to me if you want to experience embodiment as a practice yourself you can always sign up to my bi-weekly newsletter not only do you get a monthly guided embodiment practice, but also personal notes on what an embodied life looks like. The link is in the description. And all that's left to say is, again, thank you for listening. Until next time.